1: We are going to launch into our new series, and I've got a question at the beginning of this series. I'm wondering how many of us have wanted something so badly, and when we finally received it, or we finally attained it, or got it, it did not satisfy. Okay, come on. How many? It's a new pair of shoes that you saved up for, and you're like, oh, man, those are the ones. Those are the ones that are going to make me happy. And soon after, there's disappointment. Or maybe you saved up for a vehicle. You're saying, boy, this type of car is the one that will satisfy all my needs. And you get the car, and there's something wrong with it. Or maybe for those of you that have kids, you know, you've walked with your kids, and you've seen them want something so badly, and then they receive it. And all of a sudden, it's unused, put away in the drawer or uh, under the couch somewhere, never to be found again. How many have ever wanted something when you received it? All of a sudden, it wasn't satisfying. I know I have. How many have ever not only wanted something, but you've needed something or you sensed you needed it? And when you got it, again, it was underwhelming. And it sits aside, unused. uh, Or an idea that you say, boy, if this would happen, it would be great. I know my mom and dad are watching this morning, and I was thinking, dad, about uh, when you retired from Ford Motor Company. Uh, My dad retired after 30 years, walked the line. He was 47 years old. He started when he was 17, kind of mind-blowing. But anyway, uh, he had this thought for years that he wanted to be a server in a high-end Restaurant, and he ended up getting hired and got trained, and within short order, he's like, "This is the worst job ever." I, <laughs> he says, "If I have to wait on these pretentious people anymore," <laughs> and uh, but uh, but I remember that dad, and it was this idea, like, "Okay, I've got this idea, it's going to be great," and then all of a sudden, it was disappointment. That can even happen in our health journey. Earlier this year, I had a goal to to. Uh, <laughs> Oh, man. This is a little embarrassing, but I do want to share it. Um, uh, I wanted to do some pull-ups. At the beginning of the year, I could not do one pull-up. And I decided, all right, this is unacceptable for Ben (laughs) Vey, right? And I started doing some pull-ups, and I wanted to do five by uh, spring break, and then I wanted to do ten by my birthday. And so I worked on it, and I ended up hitting my goal all by myself, and, uh, and I was like, Is that it? All right, okay, all right, that's it? And it was a little underwhelming, and that can happen, right? And even in relationships, you might say, boy, if I just got a boyfriend, or if I had a girlfriend, or if I just got married, everything would be better, or if I could just get that job or whatever, and all of a sudden, or Ben, if I could just go to Puerto Rico on vacation. Anybody with me? I want to go to Puerto Rico with me? Yeah, my wife, come on, Jessica. (laughs) When we go to Puerto Rico after pastor appreciation with all the money you're going to give us, we're, it's just going to be underwhelming. But we'll go because you guys sent us. No, I just, boy, that was not in my notes. But the point is, has you, have you ever been disappointed in something or even in someone? I'm sure we all have. Well, today we're launching into a series, and I'm praying that this series will not disappoint. Amen? Amen. And it's a series about the Holy Spirit. And as we begin to explore the topic of the Holy Spirit, I want us to wrestle with the question, what do we really want in our lives? What do we really need? What's the deepest longings in our hearts? And to answer that, there's a story in Matthew chapter 20, verses 29 through 34. Uh, It's Jesus. Uh, He says, as they went out into Jericho... Uh, out of Jericho, a great crowd followed him. And behold, there was two blind men sitting by the roadside. And when they heard that Jesus was passing by, they cried out, Lord, have mercy on us, son of David. The crowd rebuked them, telling them to be silent. But they cried out all the more, Lord, have mercy on us, son of David. And stopping, Jesus called to them and said this, what do you want me to do for you? That's the crux of this idea. What do you want me to do for you? And he said, Lord, let our eyes be opened. And Jesus had pity on them, touched their eyes, and immediately they recovered their sight, and they began to follow him. They cried out their deepest need. They thought it was their sight, and Jesus did touch that. But I love that last phrase, and they followed him. I believe that they started a relationship with Jesus is what they really needed. And I want you just to answer this question over the next few weeks. What do you want me to do, asking Jesus? If Jesus asked you that that question, what do you really need? And uh, Bob Boss mentioned it uh, in the pastor appreciation announcement that the board and the staff spent some time away uh, last weekend. And in that time, we asked each other, what is your greatest need? What, how can we pray for each other? How can we come alongside of each other? And it really, um, after a, a moment or two, I really uh, felt like I needed to share from my perspective that for me... I needed a renewed confidence in the Spirit, and uh, it was it was kind of humbling to be able to share that. But uh, as as I'm sure that many of you are aware, you know the last 18 months have been difficult as a pastor, uh, as a, just in general for many of us, it's been uh, that case. And again, uh, where I feel like I've been punched in the gut, or you know my the wind was knocked out of my sails, and I needed a renewed confidence in in the, the kind of this idea by my. Spirit, Says the Lord that the Lord would just you know blow a, a fresh wind inside of me, and I don't think I'm the only one. Right? We all need that. We all need a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit. A continual outpouring of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And it's absolutely essential to our spiritual walk with the Lord. See, the Holy Spirit in His work is kind of like the X factor in our lives. It takes the best that we have to offer, right? We, we give our best, and then the Holy Spirit magnifies it. He increases it. He's the one that makes us better. Can we say that together? The Holy Spirit makes us better. Amen. He makes us better. And so you say, well, what is this Holy Spirit, right? You know, who is this Holy Spirit? That's probably the better question. We, some of you have probably heard Father, Son, Holy Spirit. That's the triune God, uh, three persons in one being, right? And, and it's hard to get our mind around that. And, uh, but the, the Holy Spirit is that third person of the Trinity, it's what Jesus promised the early church, that Jesus himself, who talked a lot about the Holy Spirit uh, in his ministry in the Gospels, he, he said, look, the Holy Spirit will be sent to you. He will encourage you. He will do all kinds of things. And so I, don't, I know we've got different levels of maturity, le- different levels of, of uh Uh, Bible study knowledge in the room, and I wanted to put together a resource, and I just wanted to give a shout out to Bonnie Scott. This was a last minute idea, but I believe that it will have lasting effect over the next few weeks. Uh, Everyone, if you got your uh, bookmark, just uh, grab it real quick, and I need to move along here, Uh, but it's the Holy Spirit, and then it has different things um, that uh, are acknowledged. This is not an exhaustive list, obviously, but did you know the Holy Spirit was involved in creation? He empowers leaders. He teaches us. He guides us. He empowers us to witness. Lives within us. He sanctifies us. He opens our spiritual eyes. And he's involved in salvation. That's a nice list. And what I did this last week, I, uh, my son and I, we both got a new Bible in this season. And I went through, and I would encourage you to do this, is to open up your scripture and find each of these verses underline them, highlight them. I wrote different things in the margins around these things because I want to be able to go back at some point when I'm flipping through Scripture and needing some encouragement. And I believe that this can be a great, meaningful, short study of the Holy Spirit that you can do on your own. And I want to encourage you to do that. See, the church. See what I want you to know, church, is that without the Holy Spirit, we are average at best. But with the Holy Spirit at work inside of our lives, active, what happens? All things become possible. The Holy Spirit is what makes it happen. And we see that throughout Scripture. The Holy Spirit anointed and empowered Joshua to fight at the uh, Battle of Jericho, gave Samson his supernatural strength. The Holy Spirit is who breathed confidence. This really meant something to me. With Gideon, as he was fighting right and in dwindling his army he turned the holy spirit turned Saul into a prophet he helped daniel with his dreams and he helped nehemiah rebuild the walls and this is all in the old testament in the New Testament, the Holy Spirit is who conceived Jesus. Uh, it's who led Jesus into the wilderness and descended upon Jesus at his baptism and anointed Jesus to preach. And that's all just related to Jesus. And then the Holy Spirit was poured out on the early church in a significant way. And the Holy Spirit is working in the same ways. He's never changed, He's always active, He's pursuing us, and He wants to help us come alongside of us that 's why Jesus said it was better uh, an advantage for Jesus to go away so the Holy Spirit could be sent for the early church look at it john sixteen seven nevertheless I tell you the truth it is to your advantage that I go away for if I do not go away, the helper that're there is uh, is counselor it can be Holy Spirit the helper will not come to you but if I go I will send the Holy Spirit to you. The Holy Spirit makes you better than you are on your own. John 14, 26 says, The Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and bring you to remembrance all that I have said to you. The Holy Spirit does amazing work in and through our lives. And the Holy Spirit will not make you better than others. This is an important distinction, but it will make you better than you are on your own. And I just think of it as blessings from the Holy Spirit. And I would say it's a double blessing because not only do we receive the Holy Spirit with an open hand, kind of hands up, everyone do that with me, hands up, right? We receive the Holy Spirit, but also the Holy Spirit is what empowers us to give it away. And so it's hands down as well. It's a double blessing, right? And you, tr- you receive to give away. And you think about, you know, uh, in the stock market, if you could, uh, you know, multiply your money or, or, or multiply your effectiveness in business or in, even in relationships. Well, the Bible says that with Jesus, with the Holy Spirit, there, the multiplication is not just 10x. It's 30 times, 60 times, even 100 times. Hands up, receive and then to give away. Isn't that exciting? That's what the Holy Spirit does. When, there are, when there's no explanation for what is happening around you in a positive way, where God is moving, if it's better than you are at your, own, at your best, at your own, that's the Holy Spirit working. I want to give you an example. Last Sunday, we had the opportunity, uh, after our board retreat, I just felt like in our worship time, and some of you were were here, we turned and we prayed for each other, and uh, God was really moving. Well, after we turned and prayed later that day, I got a message from uh, one of our elders. Uh, our el- one of our elders turned to pray with one of our students and the, the night before, uh, this family had been praying specifically for this student. And then the, the next day, there's the elder and one of our students and our elder said, Hey, how can I pray for you? And, and in that moment, we had the we felt like the spirit was moving and that God was at work but there's no way in the world what happened next i could have orchestrated there's no way this student said you know what i really need i really need to give my heart and life to jesus and right there right then in in the worship service that student gave his heart to jesus isn't that incredible See, when we're at our best, then God magnifies it. That's the Holy Spirit. That's the blessing. We receive it to give it away. And that's what Jesus does. I can think about our building project, what the the building we're sitting in. It was a Holy Spirit move, all right, to receive and to give it away. When I think about missions, and even next month is our missions convention month, but towards the the end of the month, we will be highlighting missions in a significant way. Again, it's the Holy Spirit at work to receive than to give away. And I was thinking, as we launch this series on the Holy Spirit, and we take a few weeks to really dig in, do we need the Holy Spirit any less today than the early church needed the Holy Spirit? No. No. That's why in Acts 1, 4, and 5, uh, Jesus (laughs) says, while we were staying with them, he ordered them to not depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard from me. For John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. The Holy Spirit was promised to be sent after Jesus ascended into heaven. And what happened is that the, the disciples, they waited for that outpouring. And a couple verses later, Acts 1.8 says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witness in Jerusalem and in all Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the earth. And you think about that. And you think, wow, that's incredible. Romans 8, 26 says this, Likewise, the Holy Spirit Spirit helps us in our weakness. How many of you have ever felt weak? You've ever felt like a lack of confidence or a lack of encouragement, right? The Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what to pray for, but the Spirit Himself intercedes for us with groans too deep for words. Again, we are ordinary in every way without the Holy Spirit at work. You say, well, okay, that's kind of a a negative, right, that we're ordinary, all right? What about that confidence that comes? Well, the Holy Spirit, when he's in our lives, when we allow him to work in and through us, he is the one that gives us strength. I love what it says in Zechariah 4. It says, uh, then he said to me, this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel. That was the leader of the time. Not by might not by power, but by my, let's say it together, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Who are you? Verse 7, O great mountain, before Zerubbabel you shall become as a plain. And so in other words, he's saying, no matter what you're facing, what kind of great mountain is in front of you, you in front of Zerubbabel, because of the spirit of God at work, you become like a flat surface, totally able to conquer. And he says... uh, What are you, O great mountain before Zerubbabel? You shall become a plain, and he shall bring forward the top stone amid shouts of grace, grace to it. The Holy Spirit is what levels the playing field and allows you to advance with confidence. And it's in his presence. It's in the presence of God continually. Continually. What Ephesians 5.18 says, to be filled with the Holy Spirit, that idea is that it's an over and over and over we're filled. It's not like we're filled up once and then we're done. But I get it that some of you have heard messages like this before. And maybe you've even experienced the presence of the Holy Spirit in a powerful way. But you're saying, man, in this season, it feels like I'm just hitting a wall, kind of like Pastor Bobby was talking about in worship where there's this wall up and you're saying, "Man, I don't get it. I don't feel I all this Holy Spirit stuff. I'm not sure I believe it." Well, there's a story in scripture found in chapter or in uh, chapter 11 of Luke. It talks about prayer and that it takes persistence in regards to the Holy Spirit sometimes for things to really break through like we were just singing. In Luke chapter 11, verses 1 through 4, it's the section of Scripture that describes the Lord's prayer. It's interesting that the disciples didn't come to Jesus saying, Hey, teach us how to do miracles, or teach us how to walk on water, or teach us how to do this or that. What did they want to know? They saw something in Jesus. They wanted to know how he prayed, and he explained them through the Lord's Prayer. And then the story goes on in the context. uh, I don't know if we can do this, but you'll just take my word for it. In verse 13, it talks about the Holy Spirit. The context here, it says at the end, so if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, How much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? All right, so this is a context of prayer, teaching them to pray. And he's saying, look, there's persistence here. Watch what it says. Let's look at it, starting in verse 5. It says, then, teaching them more about prayer. So after the Lord's prayer, then he teaches them more about prayer. He used this story. He says, suppose you went to a friend's house at midnight wanting to borrow three loaves of bread. You say to him, a friend of mine has just arrived for a visit and I have nothing for him to eat. And suppose he calls out from his bedroom don't bother me. The door is locked for the night, and my family are all in bed, and I cannot help you. And now, I just, you know, get the picture. This is probably a one-bedroom home. You know, the, the kids are probably sleeping on the floor right there with the parents. There's probably not a whole lot going on, and he's saying, look, I've got the kids tucked in. Leave me alone, right? He says, I can't help you, but I tell you, this continues, though he won't do it for friendship's sake, if you keep knocking long enough, he will get up and give you whatever you need because of your shameless persistence. This is in the NLT, the New Living Translation. I love that. That's shameless persistence. It takes some persistence sometimes to keep on knocking, keep on coming. Saying, Lord Jesus, help me. Holy Spirit, continue. And so he goes on. In verse 9, he says, So I tell you, keep on asking, and you'll receive what you've asked for. Keep on seeking, and you will find it. Keep on knocking, and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks, receives. For everyone who seeks, finds. And to everyone who knocks, the door will be open. And then he addresses the fathers. He says, You fathers, if your children ask for a fish, do you give them a snake instead? And the answer is no. If they ask you for an egg, do you give them a scorpion? Of course not. So if sinful people, that's us, know how to give good gifts to your own children, how much more, here's the key, look, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? The key there is in 9 and 10. So I tell you, keep on asking and you'll receive Whatever you ask, keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking, the door will be open. For whoever asks will receive, whoever seeks will find, and to everyone who knocks, the door will be open. There's something here in Luke chapter 11 that's related to the Holy Spirit that is important that we continue to pursue the Holy Spirit in our lives. The key to receiving is persistence. And so, church, I just declare this over us, that we will acknowledge the Holy Spirit in this season. Can I get an amen? Amen. That we will be persistent. Can I get an amen? amen? We will seek the Holy Spirit's work, and we will dream big in this season as a church and as individuals. Amen. And I believe as we do that, I believe the fog will lift. I believe that there will be momentum. In fact, I can just speak to it that we are at the Gateway Church experiencing a season of momentum. And you are a part of that. There have been some answered prayers in the last few weeks and in the last month that have been incredible. I already mentioned the Afghanistan project and all of that happened around that is exciting. But right after our summer bash that we did when we were celebrating our 20th anniversary and we threw a big party, uh, did you know that we have families attending our church, students in our youth ministry that are correlated to that, students that have given their hearts to Jesus, a, a mom, a single mom that gave her heart to the Lord after coming, after the, that event, that is the Holy Spirit's work. Amen? There's a student that uh, Pastor Bobby has been mentoring. And uh, not only has this student given his heart to Jesus, but he's also uh, growing and he started attending the church. So he started uh, not connected and now is connected to the church. And that, Bobby, I just want you to know, you're pretty great. (laughs) But what's happening in that relationship, as I see it, that's the power of the Holy Spirit working in and through you the Holy Spirit is working. I was thinking, I asked Pastor Rachel, I said, hey, how's the Holy Spirit working in the kids' ministry? She said, you know something that I've really noticed re- recently is how engaged the students are, the kids, in worship. They change the way they're worshiping in the back and doing less uh, motion songs and doing some uh, more adult-type worship, but uh, but really meaningful, easy songs. But the presence of God has been there. In fact, so much, uh, the, the guy that I mentor, his son was telling, uh, telling uh, his dad about, uh, about worship. And not only was he excited about worship, he was also excited and wanted to come early because there's some cool games going on too. And so, I mean, that's, that's kind of fun too. Uh, we have had parents asking about what Bibles to, to buy for their kids. And, uh, and so there's things happening. And I'll end with this last example of how the Holy Spirit is moving. One of our students, and forgive all the youth references and kids' references, we've been in, involved there, uh, but one of the students a few weeks back at our last big give when we gave for the Afghanistan Project and then also for Project Rescue um, this student really stepped up and really gave a significant amount of money for him and really for anyone. And uh, right after that was given, the money was, was re- released, the Lord blessed this young man with a, a blessing that was uh, far beyond uh, what, what could happen. And when I heard about it, I went to that student and I said, do you realize that this blessing, of this gift that came was directly correlated to your giving and it was like the light bulb went on and it was like, whoa, that's really cool. The Holy Spirit takes us where we end and magnifies and he does the impossible. We got Kids Fine Arts coming there's a lot of other things happening. But I get it that you might be here today and you're saying, man, that sounds great. I wish that was my story, right? I wish God was working in my life like that. And maybe you're feeling a little discouraged. Maybe you're feeling like you're in the fog at this point. I don't want you to think for a moment that this is your plot in this season. I don't want you to say, well, that would never happen to me. The Holy Spirit His outpouring. That is just not true you say, well, it could never happen for me, or it's never happened for me, maybe in regards to the Holy Spirit, maybe with even being filled with the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. Listen, when you pursue all that God has for you, you will not be disappointed. I know I started the message with uh, this idea that we all wanted something, or all even needed something, and there was a disappointment that came after at some point. When I sell things on, online, on Facebook Marketplace or Craigslist, I will almost always, it's, it's one of my signatures, I will always say, um, thanks for your interest, thanks for looking, um, you will not be disappointed. <laughs> and I always say that, if I'm selling a scooter or a car or something else, uh, in fact, I just did this uh, last uh, Sunday, uh, I sold my scooter, and, um, and that was in the, in the, in the ad. But I, I was thinking, how ridiculous is that idea? I mean, it's a sales ploy, right? But when it comes to Jesus... And what he offers, and what the Holy Spirit offers, uh, I really shouldn't ever say that again. You're not going to be disappointed with something that I'm going to sell you. Are you kidding me? But with the Holy Spirit, it's 100% true. Every time, your pursuit, there's confidence that comes. I love Philippians 1.6, that he who began a good work in you will be faithful, right? To bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. There's confidence that comes. And I just believe that there's a season of confidence that is coming here at the Gateway Church like we've never seen before. And it will be related, connected to our pursuit of the Holy Spirit. Mark my words. Our pursuit of Jesus and the Holy Spirit will make the difference in this season. The Holy Spirit on the last thing on on our sheets here or on our bookmark says is involved in salvation. As we wrap up today, I'm going to ask the worship team to join me. I just want to make the point that Jesus is the only way to make it to heaven. And it's the Holy Spirit's work that draws us. Look what Titus 3, 5 says. It says, he saved us not because of the works done by us in righteousness. So it's not our works, it's not our our own efforts that saves us. But according to his mercy, his own mercy, by the washing and regeneration and the renewal of the Holy Spirit. I believe that in this season, that there will be people every week giving their heart to Jesus. And whether that's online and uh, those that are connecting with us uh, locally uh, and even worldwide or here locally here at the Gateway Church, the Holy Spirit is drawing people to himself. And when we think about momentum, what we need are for people to give their hearts to Jesus and then for us to walk with them and to see them grow. And to me, that's exactly What excites me about being in the ministry and loving people like you and saying, you know what? We get to do this together. We will not be disappointed when the Spirit of God moves. This morning, if you have not received Jesus as your personal Savior, Maybe you know about Jesus. Maybe you've heard the story that Jesus uh, died on a cross and was buried and then somehow rose from the grave, and it's just a story, just a, an idea. But I just want you to know that it's not just a, a fable. That is what is true. And because of Jesus' sacrifice on a cross, the Bible says he took our sin upon his shoulders. What he does, he takes the things that you've done wrong, the things that I've done wrong, and he paid for those and he doesn't require us any longer to pay for those sins. And the reason that's important is because once we had a, our sins removed, then we are able to step into eternity to live in heaven because in heaven there is no sin we could not go to heaven on our own because of the sin that's in our life we need that to be forgiven to be taken away that's exactly what Jesus does in the Holy Spirit what we're talking about here is working right it's the renewal of the Holy Spirit that draws us to Jesus it's the power of the Holy Spirit that feeling like man maybe I do need to get saved. Maybe I do need to give my heart to Jesus. And when you say yes to Jesus, when you say yes to the Holy Spirit's draw, it's the best decision you'll ever make. You will not be disappointed. So, if you're online today and you're saying, yes, I need to make that decision, I'm just going to encourage you, just in the te- in the chat, just say, I'm accepting Jesus. I, I'm giving my heart to Jesus. And we will follow up with you 100% time. If you're here this morning, I would just ask you, uh, if you're you're accepting Christ, you're saying, boy, God is stirring. I need to give my heart to Jesus. We're going to give you that opportunity right now. In fact, would you just close your eyes and bow your heads? This is a moment between you and the Lord at this time. If you're here and you're saying, pastor, that's me. Just like that student last week needed to give his heart to Jesus, I need to, the same way. If you're here and that's you, would you just lift your hand? And we want to pray for you. We want to encourage you. Who here, this service, is saying yes to Jesus? We just slip up your hand right where you are. Yeah. Yes. Anyone else? Got a young man here. Anyone else? In the back. Yes, I see that. Thank you. A couple individuals that I can see, and maybe those online, and for the sake of the few here, would, would you just repeat a quick prayer after me? Say, dear Heavenly Father, I'm sorry for the sin of my life, and today I am giving my life to you. I believe that you died on the cross, and that you rose from the grave, and by doing so, you paid for my sin. I give it to you. And today I choose you. And I want to serve you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I'm going to ask everyone to stand. And for those that raise their hand and say, man, I need that. And uh, and I know a couple of these circumstances. And I know the Lord is with us and he never leaves us. Uh, He will not disappoint you when you pursue him. I've asked Pastor Bobby to close with a song. And when I mentioned this song, Pastor Bobby did a little dance. I mean, not really. Can you imagine Pastor Bobby dancing? Who would like to see Pastor Bobby dance? Yeah. You're going to be disappointed. I'm just sad. sad. But, uh, But he was excited about this song. He said, man, I've been looking for a time to work this in again. And there's a phrase in the song that caught my attention this week, and this is the phrase. And when we get to this portion of the song, we're going to say it several times. I want you to sing it with some gusto. The part of the song that I love, the song is called Resurrecting, and it says, By your spirit I will rise from the ashes of defeat. And I just believe that no matter what you're facing in this series, or in this season, through this series, that the Holy Spirit is giving us confidence. He is helping us to take us what we can do at our best, and He magnifies it. By the Spirit of God, we as a church... You as a family, you as an individual are going to rise from the ashes of defeat. If you feel defeated, I just declare you do not, you are not defeated. You are an overcomer. And the Lord is breaking through like we sang earlier. And so without further ado, Pastor Bobby, take it away. Lord, we thank you for this time. Move in this place in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: We praise you by your spirit. Yes, we thank you, we praise you. We thank you that your word says and that it's true that the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead is living in us we thank you for those truths that we have on these bookmarks that we can take with us that the the spirit was in creation that in the spirit there is power that the spirit helps us be more like christ through sanctification jesus we just thank you that you sent your spirit Through your spirit, Lord. We thank you. And I'm reminded of the words in Scripture in Luke chapter 4, verse 1, that it says, Jesus, being filled with the Spirit, went into the desert. And Jesus, we're people who are gonna go out into those desert places and into a world full of temptation a world full of darkness a world full of sin and just like Jesus we need to be filled with your spirit we need to be empowered so that we can be light in the darkness so that we can resist temptation Lord, so as we leave this place and we go out into our own desert lands, as we go out into our own mission fields, we pray that you would empower us as you send us and we will go. And be people who are multiplied through your spirit. Who are empowered through your spirit to be light and love to the lost in this broken world jesus we thank you we praise you and will you continue to do a work in us as your spirit moves in this church in this place and in our lives we give you all the praise all the glory and all the honor it's in your name we pray in jesus name amen amen thank you so much for worshiping with us this morning our god is so good i hope you're blessed as you go in the grace of god